Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi there, welcome to the Analyst Insight Cricket. Simon Hughes and Simon Mann here with you to review the MCG test. Well, it was a bit of a ball draw in the end, but I suppose that aside, at least England haven't lost this test match. They've played well for most of it. They had chances of winning it. And they've avoided the 5 0 whitewash, Simon, which I predicted yesterday. And you had slight reservations about whether they would, but actually it was a fairly straightforward matter in the end. There was just a hint at lunchtime that, that England could force a win, but the, the pitch just won the day in the end. Yeah, pitch was the winner of this test match, which was hugely frustrating for England. Steve Smith had a lot to say about it afterwards, which you can do, of course, if you go out there and score 100 and you save the game, you can have your view on the pitch. He was very critical of the surface. And it was turgid. It was just hard to just dislodge Australia's batting today and you know, batting generally throughout the match. It, it was hard for the bowlers to, to deal with the batsmen. So England did really well, actually, when you think about it, to bowl Australia out for 327 in the first innings. So we had 24 wickets in five days of cricket. Now, 262,000 people attended this match. Not good enough. You need to create a much better spectator experience. And the pitch has such an important part to play in Test cricket. Of course it does. And so you have to do better. It's actually interesting that, that you know, this is, there's been a lot of focus on the rather slow, boring, turgid nature of this pitch. And as if lots of Test matches end in draws, but actually England's last draw was in Rajkot in India at the beginning of that series last year. So... It's been 14 test matches since there's been a draw for England. But this type of pitch just throws a pall over cricket generally because you just feel so sorry for the bowlers. I mean, you could play another probably another week on that pitch and it wouldn't break up. And I suppose it does raise a question about drop-in pitches, which generally don't do too much. I guess because of the preparation in a big tray outside the ground with the intensive technology they use now to, to make sure the pitch holds together, and then they transport the train to the centre, obviously drop it into the ground. 
and another another drop in pitch for England in in Auckland coming up in the New Zealand series as well. They don't generally seem to provide a, a good contest between bat and ball, and I, it's interesting. I mean, England are now experimenting with the technology as well. I, I've talked to some groundsmen recently, and the next stage in all this is actually hybrid pitches. Already, there are some drop in pitches being nurtured at Lords on the nursery ground to maybe experiment with those but the next stage is these hybrid pitches which are a combination of artificial grass and real grass and there are some already installed at Worcester in the nets there and also at Loughborough on the main square where England train. Apparently the grass, the artificial grass is very strong and and robust obviously and the natural grass clings on to that. And so these pitches that, that are a mixture of artificial and real grass have a, a real long-lasting quality about them. And sometimes I think that's good because it means pitches won't break up and deteriorate. And, and then you see the experience of the MCG and you think, oh dear, that's not what you want at all. You want a pitch to break up. So I guess it's early days in the technology of pitch development, but... It's it's a fine art. It's interesting, Alistair Cook kind of quite defensive to the groundsman uh, after the MCG test, partly because, of course, he got 244 not out on it, but also because he's a farmer, he probably understands the fickleness of, of nature and the difficulties of being able to, to prepare a perfect field, never mind a, a pitch. And it, it is a very fine art. Yeah, what whatever they do with those drop-in pitches, they've got to get it right because I just don't think you want test matches like this I mean, when you think back to England's draws recently and it is, it is true we've become more conditioned to matches finishing inside the distance I think that's why there's been talk about four-day test matches because lots of test matches seem to finish early these days but when you look back to the draws that England have had Abu Dhabi that was 2015 October 2015 I mean that was a horrendous pitch as well and the game came to life right towards the end there was a test match at Lords which England drew against Sri Lanka and Lords tend to be very flat as well and obviously it brings in the crowds it's a great social occasion so there you know there is a sort of is there a, you know, a financial imperative to go at least four days anyway the pitches at Lords have been very flat and then there was Raj Cot that the, the last time England drew a test match, there haven't been that many draws in the last you know, two, three years that England have been involved in. But they stand out because the pitches haven't had that much in them. And if test cricket is to compete against 2020, primarily 2020, then that there has to be some life there. There has to be something there for the bowlers. And you know, we all know that the best test matches or the best cricket matches, I think, are where the bowlers have something. And on this surface. The bowlers had next to nothing, and actually, you know, when they tried to create something, you know, there was a media storm about, you know, ball tampering. When they actually tried to get the ball going, trying to get the ball to reverse swing, the, you know, people were saying, "Oh, you know, that that's not allowed." And you think, well, what are the poor bowlers supposed to do? Well, I mean, actually, they, what they should have been doing was pitch tampering, uh, scratching up the pitch or something. I, I, I often feel with with situations like this that the bowlers should be allowed to run down the pitch as well as fiddle with the ball in natural ways with their own hands rather than any implements because it, it just becomes well it just becomes boring in the end doesn't it and Steve Smith reels off another hundred his his ability to concentrate is is even more superior to Alistair Cook's it's it's absolutely amazing he's, he's batted for over 200 overs in the series just faced 200 overs himself over the series now and, and batted for something like 30 hours I can't 
relate to, to people who are able to concentrate for that length of time, which obviously is why I was an absolutely useless batsman. The other thing about Smith is on good pitches, he is absolutely supreme. I mean, the feeling is, I think within the England camp as well, I remember speaking to Stuart Broad earlier in the series and I said, you know, you must better admire Steve Smith. And he said, well, yeah, he's a great player when it doesn't nip around a bit. <laughs> Basically saying well, when he comes to England, you know, he struggles when there's a bit in the surface. There's a little bit of a sledge there. And, you know, Smith, the next time he comes to England, will he be able to score runs on pitches that do a bit, that might be seen as the, the ultimate test for a batsman in the same way that Virat Kohli, when he came to England last time, only averaged 13 or 14 in the series. And that will be the challenge for him next summer when he comes to England. This supreme player, this, this great player, you know, perhaps the best all-round batsman in the world across the three disciplines, T20, Test and One Day International. Can he be effective in English conditions. I'm, I'm fairly sure that you'll get the chance to be tested out. You know, I don't think, as we saw in, in previous test summers here, I'm, I think there might be pitches that do offer something to the, the quick bowlers, the seam bowlers in England. So Coley will have that test as well. But on, on these flat pitches, amazing from Steve Smith. I mean, you, you still have to go out there and do it today because Australia were under pressure. Effectively, at lunch, they were 14 for four. So England were right back in with a chance when they got rid of Marsh to a superb catch by Johnny Bairstow just before lunch. England were within a, in, in with a chance of winning the game, but Smith, supported by Marsh, they went through the new ball and then gradually as the afternoon wore on, you just thought, no, this is not going to happen. They, 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 there was barely a time when you thought England were close to a wicket. And that, that you know, that is due to the pitch to some extent, but also as well to the resilience of Smith because he's got to, you've got to concentrate for that length of time. And it, it must wear you down being an Ashes captain as well. And Smith has batted for a long time during the series. So there must be that sort of fatigue element. But clearly, he just loves batting. It was such an anti-climax today, really, wasn't it? Because the experience of arriving at a, an Ashes test venue, certainly in Australia... It lifts you up in the morning, doesn't it? Somewhere like Melbourne, where you leave your hotel and you walk along the river and there's that massive walkway into the ground and you you meet people on the way, everybody's sort of trooping in. There's statues of great Australians on the way in as well. And there's something very uplifting about arriving at some of the Australian test grounds, which are then uh, rather ruined by the, the fare on offer today. They're like citadels. I mean, the MCG is. You, you stay in town here, or we stay in, in town, quite near the river, the River Yarra, about 20, 25-minute walk away. You can see the MCG there in the distance. It's a bit like Durham Cathedral when you get you know, on the train up to Durham and you go even through to Newcastle. They're like, they're like modern-day cathedrals. And I, I, one of the things I really like about the MCG and about the... Adelaide Oval as well, is they're part of the city. They're very close to the city, so you, you, you can walk to the ground. And it is a lovely walk, and then you, you're met by the statue of, of Dennis Lilly, you know, that lovely action of his. There's, a, there's that statue there by the nets. And you get a sense of the, the history of the ground as well. And you, you go in, and today they put up Alistair Cook's uh, highest score in the members' bar area, the, the people who've done really well on this ground in the past. Viv Richards was, was previously the, the highest scorer by visiting player in a test match here. Well, his great big uh, plaque was taken down. There was a gap, and they found the, the one for Alistair Cook. It looks pristine, actually, against the other three. They look a bit faded. And Cook is like the shiny white background. Cook, 244, not out. So, yeah, there's a great sense of history. And, of course, it's an Aussie rules ground as well. So you get the sense of the, the history of, of Aussie rules football at the MCG. So it, it, it is a modern-day cathedral. 
quite quite right actually that Cook should be the man on on the board there because there was that line wasn't there in 2010-11 winning and won the Ashes and he he scored about 750 runs that Cook conquered Australia in 1770 or whatever it was and again in 2010 so it's an appropriate name for to to be on the honours board in Australia. Now, what do England do? Do you think looking ahead? Because I, 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 my big worry is, is Moen Ali. The uh, the other bowlers seem to have come back a little bit. Certainly, Anderson played bowled well. I thought Wokes actually looked a little bit more penetrative, although you know didn't get much in the way of wickets. Stuart Broad obviously got his four for in the first innings. I'm still not convinced that he's a long term uh, proposal for England. Really, just because he doesn't. He doesn't get that pace up enough, and unless there's something in the pitch, he's he's not that effective. I thought Tom Curran looked okay. Again, doesn't quite have the pace, but he has the imagination. He has pretty good control. He he certainly has ambition, and I, I like his energy and and his sort of positive approach generally. Mo and Ali just look really disappointing. Nothing on his bowling. No curve. No spin. No fizz at all he drifted around in the outfield looking like a lost soul when he bats at the moment he looks as if he doesn't believe in himself really and just goes out and slogs I I see I think he's almost unselectable for, for Sydney personally what do you think well I can understand that view because he played in innings in England's first innings that just looked so devoid of of confidence, even Paul Collingwood, who's one of the assistant coaches here, described it as a, an innings of a player with a muddled mind, and that's someone from the, the coaching staff, the England coaching staff, said that completely ineffective with the ball. You know, when he came on to bowl in this Test match, he, there was no real feeling that he was going to take a wicket, which is a huge shame because he's got so much ability and he has got a lot of money in the bank in terms of his Test career. He has been very successful. He's got over 130 wickets. He's got Test match centuries. He's a wonderful player to watch. He's actually one of my favourite players. I, I love it when when Moeen does well. He's he's such a joy to watch when he's in full flow. But he's a player who's so down on confidence. He had the injury at the start of the series, which just held him back a bit. He's had some hand injuries as well. Of course, he was a doubt for this test match. What do they do? Do they throw Mason Crane in at Sydney saying, well, look, we want to give him a go sooner rather than later. Do we play him at Sydney or do you just keep going with Moen Alley? Of course, it, it weakens the batting if Mason Crane plays, although Moen has not got any runs in the series. But does it strengthen the bowling? Does it give you that, that extra option? I think that is the, the potential for change for England, you could argue that they could have done it here before this Test match, but I suppose I'll have to judge Moen's level of confidence going into the Sydney Test match. I think it would be a real shame if he were to be taken out of the England side. I mean, it might only be for one Test match, but of course, if you lose your place, someone else comes in and, and does well, then you know the player stays in. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one for them to sort out. They don't like radical change, I don't think. Uh, we haven't had much change during this series there haven't been many changes at all but Jake Ball lost his place to Overton then injured and then Tom Curran came in but the, you know the rest it's been same as same as throughout the series so it'll be an interesting one I'm not absolutely sure at the moment I'd like to see Moeen continue in the side but you know you can only stay in the side if you produce results well you know your point about confidence is the key one I think he just looks so bereft of confidence and you're not going to get that back in the nets I think that it's affected him that the short pitch bowling, that the pace of Australian pitches, and his lack of ability against the Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon, in a way, has has, has 
jinxed him quite a bit and t- taken his wicket, I think, six times. So I, I just think he's he's lost all confidence in his batting and that obviously infects your bowling, which has been inhibited by injury. I just give him a break. You know, he's played in all formats for a couple of years now and he doesn't get much time off. I, I get definitely get Mason Crane in. He's going to be in a, a more familiar environment in Sydney, having played in New South Wales in club cricket and for New South Wales last year. So I, I think give him a go. And, and it's, it's a bit of a risk because he's an unknown quantity. He hasn't performed exactly that well in the warm-up games, but he's got potential and he's got something about him. Tom Curran... Similarly, these two guys, they've got this sort of confidence of youth, which, I mean, you always want to try and invest in. So I'd give him a go and just give Moen a break. He looks like he needs it. The only problem with that, Simon, is if you look at England's batting order, you have Wokes at seven, Curran at eight, and then it's Broad, Anderson, Crane. It's, it, it feels like quite a, a longish tail. And England, you know, they like to have runs down the order, puts a lot more emphasis on the the top six, well, some people say, well, that's fine. That's the way Test cricket's been played for a, a long time. Of course, in, in recent years, England have had the luxury of all those all-rounders. But it might well be that they they, they go for the change. That was, that was the only thing I would say. And it's, it's sort of part of one of the reasons why there haven't been that many changes so far is the whole balance of the side would be upset by changes. Um, well, it's something for the England selectors or the, those who pick the side to think about before Sydney. Apart from that, I don't think there will be a lot of change unless, of course, Overton's fit and they decide to bring Overton back into the side in, in place of Curran. That's the only change, the other change I can see or the possibility for change. Otherwise, it's just go out there, play well again, as England did play well in this Test match. They have salvaged some prize. They haven't lost 5-0. I, I noticed, Simon, that both are pre Ash's predictions are still on because you went for 3-1 and I went for 4-0. So going into the last test match, both predictions are still, you know, they're still out there. Yeah, and I sort of favour yours more than mine, actually. I thought I thought England would compete in Melbourne because it was a slower pitch. I guess a lot will depend on what the, the pitch at the SCG is like. But listening to Michael Slater, he thinks that it might have a bit more grass and a bit more life in it. So... With Mitchell Stark probably coming back into the Australian team, that does pose a bit more of a threat to England. And I don't think we want to judge this England side totally or write them off totally until we've seen how they fare in Sydney. But in the meantime, uh, I I hope you're going to go down to the harbour and watch the the fireworks on the Sydney Harbour Bridge because they are pretty special. They're only fireworks, Simon. They're just lights in the sky. Actually, I was uh, just winding you up. I was at... um, the Sydney Olympics in 2000, and when they closed, there was an amazing firework display, and we were down by this Sydney Harbour Bridge, and that was when those those two jet aircraft went past, and they sort of took the flame with them. It was symbolic, the, the Olympic torch. They had this great big flame at the back of the planes, and they sort of went along through the harbour. It's almost to say, right, that's it. The flame is departing from Sydney at the end of the Olympics. And I thought then that no firework display will ever outdo that, and nothing I've seen since has outdone that. So I might just um, get an early night. <laughs> You're so disappointing. <laughs> well, I'm not getting an early night. I'm going to watch all the fireworks set off from all the different parts of the world on telly and enjoy it and look forward to a, a, a very positive new year for England 2018. India, of course, arrive in the summer. So do Pakistan. It's going to be a great summer of cricket. Before, before that, England go to New Zealand as well, and you're mm. covering that, I know. So lots of cricket to look forward to. 
In the meantime, let's just toast. Alistair Cook's fantastic performance at the MCG and England avoiding a 5-0 whitewash. And we'll speak to you early in the new year. Yep, I'll raise a glass to that. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.